Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Brew Crime, the podcast where we drink brews, talk crime, conspiracies, or whatever catches our attention. This is Mike and my co-host. What is this thing in front of me? Oh, it's a microphone. It's been too long, Mike. This is JT. <laughs> this is me. It's me and my silliness. Um, yes, it's been a while, I think. How long's it been? Um God, for when us. Was last time we recorded, yeah. Not for you all, but for <laughs> us. Yeah, it's probably been the better part of a month. Oh, man. We got ahead, y'all. This is what happened. We got ahead. Yeah, exactly. And then we <laughs> fell behind because we're recording this just a couple days before the release date. <laughs> Whoopsie. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, yeah, yeah. The weather, my friend. What is yes. going on? Can we talk about I want to I want to feel like I'm 50 years old and talk about the weather for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it, it was supposed to snow like a foot of snow here uh, and some areas got it here it, probably about three inches of snow but then it warmed up and a lot of it's melting and it was a beautiful sunny day bizarre yeah uh, yeah yeah it was like 80 degrees three days ago and now it's like 40 um which i um do not support i needed to pick one yes um, I, I don't wish to be sick um yeah so <laughs> Let's 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 you know what? Let's talk about Quebec. 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 Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Just one of the worst swear words in Quebec. That's all. Oh. <laughs> it's wow. some connection. It's like the tabernacle is the thing that holds the host for the communion or whatever. But it there is, is all the like worst swear words in Quebec are very tied into the Roman Catholic Church. It's really yeah. kind of weird. I mean, that checks out. <laughs> yes, it does. Just what they've always wanted to say, but never could say it. Truth. But you, sir, are getting us started on this uh, journey to Quebec. I am. So the title of this case, a Picard and a Trudeau, but neither is a starship captain or a prime minister. 
Oh, geez. <laughs> Buried the lead and jumped yes. the shark. Yeah, so I've uh, I've paired this beer with the Star Trek Engage, the Galaxy Class Ale. Make it so. Made by Torchlight Brewing here in British Columbia. It is an officially licensed Star Trek beer. It even has like the proper official logos down at the bottom. Oh my gosh, it looks so cool. Yeah. Google it. But, um, it just the can alone looks awesome. Yeah, it's got like a like a sort of sweet malty body. Ooh. It's kind of a dark like amber color. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a rich malty uh beer. There is sweetness, not much hops really, just a little bit. It's uh just like an easy drinking sort of malty beer. It's an everyday man's beer. Yeah, it's it's not gonna blow you away if you're expecting like a big hot bomb IPA or something, but that's not what it is. Oh, and, and uh, it helps that you're you're a Trekkie, right? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> called out, right? <laughs> I, I I caught up on Picard yesterday, the second episode nah. of the latest season. Was it worth it? Well, we'll have to find out when. Uh, yeah. The whole season's done. I guess you haven't reached the payoff yet. Have Final you? <laughs> season of Picard. So uh, three and out. Yes. Make it so. All right. Well, this story has to have a very strong content warning as a young child is murdered in a horrible manner. Let's just put it right out there. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Raymond Trudeau was born on July 27th, 1948, to parents David Trudeau and Gladys Chandler. They lived in Montreal, Quebec. Sadly, I can find little to no information about the young uh, Raymond, but I do know a tiny bit about his parents. Mm -hmm. His father was a factory worker that worked only blocks from their home on 974 Rue Chenvel Street. Probably saying these wrong because... We we should have put a disclaimer out there. Hey, uh, we're not French. Uh, we don't speak French. Um, and for those of our people who live in France, th- number one, thank you for listening. Uh, but also, uh, take no offense. We're doing the best we can. And Quebec, um, yes. I've never I've never met a language that made my mouth go. What the fuck are you saying? More <laughs> because my mouth just shouldn't move in those ways. Like it, yes. it's just yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. His mother worked in a restaurant as a waitress on the ground floor of their building. Mm -hmm. So to say, like, they were always close to home. Yeah. Raymond seems to be a pretty independent child, as on the morning of July 28th, 1954, he would walk short distance to his father's work at 5 p.m., being only six years old. Wow. All right. Go, Raymond. Yeah, right. He was heading there on a mission to get five cents to buy ice cream. I mean, I, I get this kid. I I do too. I I would indeed walk for five cents. Yes, I would. How about you? Yes. Now it's a lot more than five cents, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's a lot more walking. <laughs> so, what kid doesn't want an ice cream? Really? I mean, right now I could go for a bowl of it. Mm. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it was almost dinner time, so David would tell Raymond that he could not have the money and likely told him to head right home after, to get ready for dinner. 
there was a slight issue in that Raymond would never make it home. That that is indeed a slight issue. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Later, his friend Gary Waddle would uh, be quoted as saying he saw him leave with an adult stranger and would add he had a or he had funny skin. I'm not wow. sure. OK, that uh, this is all of my articles were translated from French to English on Google. So it, yeah. it could be kind of a weird translation thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's a that's a broad range that that comment could apply to. Yeah, exactly. When Raymond wouldn't show up for dinner, the parents would call the police to report him missing. Raymond would start talking to a stranger who would turn out to be Lucien Picard, a very short man at 4'11", with a Charlie Chaplin mustache, who would be 44 at the time of the crime. Oh, yep. Am I going to... I'm not going to like this guy, right? No. No, I didn't think so. Okay, this is the guy. Okay. I have to assume Lucian promised Raymond money for ice cream or even said he had some at home as a child would follow him home. Now, if my Google map skills are not lying to me, Raymond's home was only a two minute walk from Lucian's own. This would likely also make Raymond feel a bit more at ease as he was in his own neighborhood. Right. I mean, if he was able to walk to his father's work by himself, he must have known the area pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It seems that Raymond may have realized something was off when he entered Lucian's basement apartment, though, as it is said that he began to scream as soon as he got into the room. Oh, my gosh. Lucian would jump into action and strangle Raymond. Once Raymond was dead, it was time to come up with a plan of what to do with the body. This planning would have to wait, though, and Lucian would head to the bar and drink himself into a stupor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Depending on what he's what you're about to say, um, tracks in terms of yeah. drinking guilty, guilty uh, conscience, maybe right. Uh, yeah. So this was on a Thursday night. He would arrive home on the Friday in an alcoholic daze to undergo his plan to dispose of Raymond's body. He would grab a serrated bread knife, possibly from the kitchen, and begin to dismember the child's body. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Yeah, I think. A good a good grouping of people that we've talked about that resort to this to dispose bodies end up getting extremely drunk or high or something mm-hmm. before they go about doing it. And if they don't right away, they end up doing it by the time they're done. Yeah, so. exactly. So here's the description of the body from the um, Emmy Dr. Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Again, this is where it gets really bad. The next bit is quoted from an article on GrandQuebec.com. The head had been severed at shoulder level, both hands at wrist level, and both legs at pelvis level. The soft tissue at these joints had been cut with a sharp instrument. As for the bones, those of the neck had been disarticulated, the same instrument having passed between two vertebrae. That of a wrist had been disarticulated. The two bones of the other forearm had been partly severed, partially disarticulated, Those of the two thighs were broken at his ankles and mid-thigh and exceeded one by four inches and the other by six inches. The ears, the eyelids, the eyes, the nose, lips had been detached from the figure, the right ear with part of the skin over the neck, the left with a large part of the nose with the upper lip and lateral portions of the lower lip. A deep incision in the anterior region of the trunk started from the sternum at the level of the right breast and ran to the pubis. The intestines came out through the gaping wound. The liver and spleen had been removed. 
All that remained inside the body were the remains of these organs. Genitals were missing, severed entirely. The bladder was open along the its entire length. The rectum was opened to a length of three and a half inches and severed. Sphincter left a gaping hole. Awful. That's terrible. And it's not done yet. Around the left breast was a three-quarter circle erosion, the result of a bite made after death. But the only two vital injuries, that is to say, made while the child was still alive, are the two bruises at the interior region of the neck, wounds caused by fingernails or pressure from fingers. Strangling. Yeah. Yeah. These two small ecmotic erosions on the neck, again, this could just be a problem with um, translation. Mm-hmm. Noted the medical examiner suggests manual strangulation despite the disappearance of any signs of asphyxia due to advanced gaseous putrefaction of the lungs. Mm-hmm. There was some talk that his neck might have been slit before his death, but his body was in bad state of comp- decomposition, so it is not conclusive. Mm-hmm. There was a spray of blood that looked like it could have been arterial spray, but it could have also come from something being dropped into a pool of blood. Okay. Again, this is in the 50s too, right? Right, right, right. Now, Lucian was an unemployed machinist, so he had time on his hands and a taste for the drink. Mm-hmm. As the police continued to look for Raymond, they would get a quote from one witness saying the following. He was a thin man wearing a brown suit and that this man often stood watching children play in the evening, police said quoting one witness. So obviously they were talking about Lucian uh, talking to Raymond here, Mm -hmm. but there seems to be a pattern of talking to young children, something that is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Let's just hope he didn't do this to more. I was going to say, I'm really hoping that that's not the case. No. Moving a few days forward to July 31st, 1948, two men, Roger Levac and Eddie Dranville would be walking by a dumpster and see two boxes at 7 a.m. Oh, boy. Roger Levac had taken out the garbage the night before and didn't see the boxes, so he decided to go and take a look at what they were. Yeah. He would open one box and notice a human foot, two legs, and two hands. Oh, my God, Roger. Yeah. They would rush to call the police right away, and there would be police on site at 7.15 a.m., a pretty impressive feat, 1954. Yeah, that's pretty quick. The officers would be Ami April and Raymond Paquette first, and then Marcel St. Pierre and Marc Maurice, both from the Homicide Squad. They would open the second box and find a, a head missing its ears and nose. It would not be long before they linked these body parts to Raymond Trudeau. So sadly, only days after Raymond's sixth birthday, his father, David, would have to go and identify his remains. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. And not all of his remains either, right? Right. And in the condition that they're in. Yeah. Now, Lucien Picard had a brother named Henry who stopped in to visit on the Saturday afternoon after Lucien had dismembered Raymond. He noticed a suitcase and asked about a terrible smell in the apartment. Lucian would explain it away that he had some meat to be brought to a hotel worker he knew that had animals that he raised. That's literally the exact same reason that Jeffrey Dahmer gave. Is it really? Yeah, Dahmer copied meat. meat. Just 
mean, uh, yeah, he that's exact. I don't mean everybody. I don't want to get too much into it. We've over yeah. this entire year, past two years. But um, true. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Hmm. Henry would tell him to take a taxi and get rid of the meat right away. But Lucy had plans and said he would do it after. This is when Henry would leave the home. I don't blame him if it smelled that bad. Right. A few days later, a tenant of the building would get so sick of the smell, he would break into the padlock room to figure out what the smell was. Oh, man. With the door open, the smell got even stronger. When opened, the suitcase was filled with Raymond's torso and his arms. Uh. Yeah. So Lucien had seen the writing on the wall just before the suitcase was found and fled from Montreal to Quebec City. Mm-hmm. With the suitcase being found, things went from looking for suspects to having Lucien being suspect number one. Yeah. Being 1954, social media and the internet in general was not a twinkle in the world's eyes yet, and even the news cycle on TV was nothing like today. But still, on August 2nd, 1948, only five days after Raymond went missing, Lucien would be spotted in St. Luke neighborhood of Quebec City, and a phone call was made to the police at 9.10 a.m., where they would state that Lucien was standing in front of a garage. Wow. That's quick. Yeah, it's really quick, right? I mean, this is a pretty big story, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is not one that, yeah. Yeah. So police would rush to the location where two officers would approach him. He would first claim that his name was actually Billadou, I think you pronounce it, before admitting to his real name. (laughs) Billadont. Exactly. (laughs) He would give two different statements to the police in Quebec City. First, he would claim that he came home to find Raymond's body in his uh, room, and then he fled to Quebec City because of that. Uh, Okay, buddy. Yeah, exactly, right? He would then, in the afternoon, tell the officers that he had said something in his declaration that was not true, and he wanted to clear it up. Quote, he said he remembered strangling the boy about Thursday, I guess. I met him at the door of my house, the statement reads, when he entered my room, he started to scream. I choked him and left him there. He would go on to tell about this leaving to drink after killing Raymond, but would claim he had no memory of how he cut him up as he was not sober. It 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 really disturbs me. Obviously, it's disturbing, but the more, you know, you and I talked about a little bit earlier that we really hope this was the one done, right? Like this is the one victim he had. But he's so nonchalant. Like it was Thursday, I guess. Um, yeah. And just the depravity and the intense ramping up that happened. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. So this second statement would not be signed by Lucien, though, as the Montreal police would arrive and take him back to Montreal. It was just it got oh, yeah. missed to sign it. Yeah. Didn't matter. No, probably not. No. <laughs> There would be a coroner's inquest where all of the horrors of Raymond's injuries would come to light, as well as the fact that they found Lucien's still bloody clothing in his apartment. Yeah, he didn't, didn't even matter. dispose of them. Yeah. David Trudeau would be brought up to the stand, as well as Lucien's brother. With all of the evidence, the judge, Irene Lagarde, would deem there was not enough evidence and state that they would need to, more evidence to go to trial. 
what else do you need? I agree, right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have, well, it's subjective, the smell, but you have yeah. a suitcase in his apartment. Full of body You've parts. You've got his clothes covered in blood. You've got, I mean, figure out what boxes they were in. Chances are it's got his name on them. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, really. He doesn't sound like the brightest guy. And he said that he did, although he didn't sign the right one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But still, right? And the bloody, bloody clothes in his place. How much more in the 50s? Like, how much more evidence do you have available in the 50s? Not really, that right? much. Good grief. Luckily, the premier, Maurice Duplass, I'm definitely wrong, reversed that decision, <laughs> and the trial date was set. Not all right. Lucien would go in front of the judge without a lawyer this time and declare, I am guilty of murder, and I want to be hanged as soon as possible. There is no justice for me here. I'll only get it in the other world, I'm sure. So much oh, yeah. has been said about me. Yeah, so much said about me. So many lies told that I want to get it over with. This justice that I, this is justice that I claim. I am convinced that I will not have it on earth. Fuck so they gave right. him life in prison and not death. Because <laughs> uh, of that impassioned speech. Really, right? The trial took place between November 8th and 9th, 1954. He'd go back to claiming that he didn't know Raymond and backtrack all the way. So this is a quote from Historique Mentalog, I think, dot com. It's another French website. I'm not sure. I look forward to being made endless fun of after this sec this this series. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. In its argument, the defense, through the voice of Paul Obit, attempted to plead insanity, extrapolating to the fact that such acts could not be committed by a normal man. John Bunbury of the Crown will also say that this crime could not be the work of a normal man, but that it could have been committed by an intelligent sadist, and that sadists of this species must be hanged. So it only took about 15 minutes for the jurors to deliberate and come back with a guilty verdict. They're <laughs> like, uh, do we have to go back there? Can yeah, we yeah, just... yeah. Look, we'll just raise, raise our hands. Let's take a vote now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> So the execution was immediately fixed for February 11th, 1955. Mm -hmm. Judge Wilfred Lazur, who had nevertheless seen others, then launched to the accused. I pity you, not because of the punishment you are receiving, but for the remorse that have to torture you since you committed this crime. I mean, if he felt it. Yeah, exactly. On the occasion of his execution... La Patrie pointed out that Picard's crime had been, for the city police, one of the most horrible murders in the history of the metropolis. Picard attended a midnight mass before Sheriff Hertu took charge of supervising his execution. It was at 12.30 a.m. in the early morning of February 11th that the trap door opened under Picard's feet. His death was pronounced at 12.44 a.m. Ah, he got a little bit taller. Yes. Weird little note. One year after Lucien Picard was executed, his roommate, Charles St. Laurent, a 40-year-old, was found guilty of gross indecency involving youngsters. He would get oh. three years in prison. Hmm. Yeah, weird, huh? That's odd. Yeah, so there's some gross people living in that building. That's fascinating, because he yeah. said... 
in it. Okay. Hmm. Yep. So that is the tragic and sad story of Raymond Trudeau's murder. God, that's horrible. Yeah, it's it's truly awful. I mean, poor little kid just wanted to get some ice cream and ran into the wrong fucker. I mean, I guess if there's any any blessing in all of this, it's that he was dead for the he he had died prior yeah. to the rest of it. Um oh my gosh, how terrible. Yeah, it's, well, it's brutal. He got his he got his just desserts. Yeah, that's definitely the worst case I've covered in a long time. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. But you know, there's still uh there's still our future series, and I yes. <laughs> I can wait to tell that one. <laughs> Eventually <laughs> yes, we're gonna get you can there. wait. Yes, you can I wait. Can wait, yes. Um absolutely. Well, oh shoot. Yeah, so well, Mike pulls something up. You know, you guys are are awesome. Thank you for for listening. You guys can hop onto any social media, look up Brew Crime. You'll find us. You can interact with us there. You also can go to patreon.com slash brew crime. Um, we started increasing the number of random videos and fun stuff that we're adding to that. Um, and of course, you always get ad-free episodes ahead of time, as well as a Patreon special once a month. And I'm hoping to to do a little bit more there too. So, you know, the more participation we have in Patreon, the more I can do in Patreon. And our uh, our friends, our Patreon, our patrons seem yes. to really enjoy it. And we've been interacting back and forth and have a good time. And I think Mike's going to read them off now. Yes, I am. So we've got True Crime Nana, Three Rivers in Podcast, The Phase of Our Lives, and our newest patron, a really cool person. Jay is rad is how you pronounce it. So thank you very much. Yes. Thank you so much. Jay is rad. Also known as Jay, probably to his yeah, friends. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but when I asked for a confirmation on how to pronounce their name, I got the full thing. So I went with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is rad. Thank you, sir. Yes. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, we are. I'm going to be that guy. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, find us on all of the socials. We would love to yes. chat with you and have an interaction. And tell your friends and enemies, whoever. We just want everyone to listen to us. Absolutely. I don't mind offending people. Bring those enemies on. It'll be fun. <laughs> and let yes. us know they're listening so we can call them out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Bye. Later. All cases in brew crime are written by Mike and JT or a writer we credit on the episode and sources are put into our show notes for each episode. We always want to give credit to the people that research the cases we talk about. Check out our store at tpublic.com stores slash brew hyphen crime hyphen podcast where you can purchase gear like t-shirts, phone cases, stickers, pillows, and all kinds of other cool stuff. Brew Crime's intro was created by Mike using Creative Commons Attribution Licensed Audio from purple-planet.com, soundbible.com, and freesoundeffects.com. Logo designed by Ben Greenberg. Thanks for listening to this episode of Brewgram Podcast. You heard that, right? Recording in progress. Okay, good. It worked. <laughs> All right. I guess I should push this button. Raymond would start talking to the stranger. Oh, sorry. I can feel I got a burp right here, but I can't burp it up. Oh, that's the worst. They're almost painful. Yeah, well, it's, it's making it hard to talk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> come on. No. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. There's the burp. <laughs>
<laughs> Oops, that's not what I meant to do. Not and meeting and recording. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.